Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Institute for Policy Innovation podcast. We're coming to you today from the studios of Salem Media Group in Dallas, Texas. I'm Tom Giovanetti, the president of the Institute for Policy Innovation. Today is February 17th, 2023, and I'm joined today by IPI Senior Research Fellow Bartlett Clellan. And today, Bartlett, we're going to be talking about an issue that you and I have dealt with over and over throughout That's the years. This, this only being the latest iteration That's right. is Newsmax being censored by DirecTV. So there's a squabble in the cable TV and satellite TV world. Newsmax is a conservative-leaning independent news channel. DirecTV is, of course, the le- I was going to say the leading, but now the only, I think, uh, satellite television provider. Uh, and DirecTV has decided to no longer carry Newsmax because Newsmax's financial demand for carriage are, in DirecTV's mind, excessive. At least that's what the public statements have said. Right. Now, this is, in, in the communications policy world, this is, this is called the issue of retransmission. Uh, you've got broadcast, and it goes back to the days of, of, of local you know, broadcasters, over-the-air broadcasters, right? And then the question was, under what terms would, would those channels also be carried on cable packages? Uh, and there's a, there's a complicated legal regime surrounding this, and it probably needs to be revamped and all that sort of thing. But essentially, what it comes down to is a contract dispute between two private companies. Right. Does, uh, how much money will Newsmax accept for their content from DirecTV, and how much money is DirecTV willing to pay? Now, why don't we start off at first by making the point that DirecTV is not under any obligation to carry any channel for any reason that it doesn't want to, That's because right. DirecTV <laughs> is a private entity. And, you know, if, if there was a Church of Satan 24 hours a day uh, religious station, I'm sure a lot of people would understand if DirecTV said, you know, we just choose not to carry that station. It <laughs> right. doesn't matter how much money they'll take. Uh, we just choose not to carry that station. So um, cable companies, satellite companies, uh, IPTV companies like, you know, like AT&T and, and companies like that, uh, they're private entities. And while it's true that there are some regulations related to, to this issue of retransmission, from, from our standpoint, this looks suspiciously like simply a contract negotiation between two private entities. Now, on the other hand, uh, the news story is that DirecTV is censoring Newsmax. That's right. For political reasons, because Newsmax is conservative and, uh, you know, there's some dark conspiracy to keep conservatives out of the media. Uh, what do you think? There are so many different ways to go with this, but I, so I'll I'll uh, start with and underscore the one you said, um, and then go from there. And that is, we are talking about two private entities. Yep, there is no government. Actually, let me rephrase that. There is no direct government action yet. There has been elected official involvement. Yeah, um, which we may or may not get to um, as part of this. Um, that said, it is a contract dispute. I don't know whether. Uh, Newsmax content is valuable or not. Um, I don't even think it, it clearly doesn't matter 
Um, it certainly is not anything a policy person should opine on. These are up to financial and business people. It did occur to me uh, as I was reading the um, Wall Street Journal editorial that one piece that is not mentioned there, and, and that's fine, it wasn't the, the thrust of the editorial, uh, was that we have no idea what the value of that channel is to some other entity. They might have an offer for twice as much money mm-hmm. sitting on the table. And um, listen, I'm a free market guy. And so uh, uh, DirecTV should take the better deal. And I don't know if that's true. Right. Uh, but the conspiracy side of this seems to indicate they're just not going to take that content and just let the channel be fallow. Right. Um, and each channel, uh, just to make sure we hit this point, it does cost something. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's not free. There, there's not infinite capacity. That's right. There right. is a, and, and we, we could do a whole thing about spectrum. But yeah. uh, but there is only so much uh, uh, capacity that these folks have. There are so many channels. I mean, arguably, because it's satellite, it may have less capacity than, you know, cable traveling over fiber or something <laughs> like that, you know? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. So, um, I, so first of all, I think, yeah, the claims are specious, uh, to, to say the least. Um, the other thing I would say, and I think is important, this is that we actually mentioned on a, a previous podcast. This is one of those situations that is exactly the problem with calling everything censorship. There is no government involvement here. Yeah. Now, we might have some people trying to work the referee. Um, government trying to weigh in on whether this deal should happen or well, not. Well, you, you know, when we say government, you know, I think what we mean by that is like official government action. But, uh, correct. But as but in this story, I think both both a group of Republican electeds and a group of Democrat electives have both like written letters to DirecTV. I think the Democrats That's, have said you shouldn't be carrying Newsmax, and the Republicans have said if you don't carry Newsmax, the only possible explanation can be political censorship. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, as opposed to free market, which right. I, I guess they've forgotten about. Right. Um, well, you know, if you think about, for instance, um, the presence of the ubiquity of Fox News suggests that uh, these companies don't just say uh, we're not going to allow conservative content to travel over our over our airwaves or over our satellite transmission or whatever. That's right. You know, so clearly if conservative content has sufficient value to the distributor, they're going to be able to work something out. And you mentioned the Wall Street Journal op- op-ed, or, or it's a it's an editorial, editorial, not an op-ed, yeah. It has some interesting details in it. For instance, it points out that Newsmax makes its, streams its content, makes it available pretty much for free to everybody online. So it seems to me that it is a completely legitimate point for the carrier to say, wait a minute, uh, people don't have to subscribe to DirecTV to get your content. They can get it for free online. That has to have some effect of eroding the value of the content. It almost strikes me as another good fiscal conservative issue. If I go to the grocery store and apples are a nickel and right next to them, a guy is handing me a free apple, I'm going to take the free apple. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And that's not to say that Newsmax is wrong to make the the streaming choice. But it just seems to me that, you know, if on the one hand, you're going to give away your content for free, and on the other hand, you're going to want to be paid for it, you got to have some pretty realistic business expectations, right? No, in fact, for me, I love the idea that they stream it online. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whether they uh, charge for that in a different way, yep. and there are a lot of different models, I and I can't say that I'm super familiar with the Newsmax business model, but if they're uh, selling ads against uh, eyeballs, uh, so to speak, then that's great. If they're charging me some amount, if it's a freemium, we've heard of these models mm-hmm. where you get some tier that is free, and then if you want like the really good stuff, uh, you pay a buck ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine a month yep. uh, to get that. All those are great. I, I 
I love the inherent innovation in that as opposed to just putting it mm-hmm. just putting it on a stream. Uh, the other the information that that is also in that editorial that, that goes right to this point is there are not millions and millions and millions of people tuning in to Newsmax content. Now, I have no idea how to score the numbers that they have for value. Yeah. But w- my my point is more there seems to be a number that could easily be getting that same information online as opposed to uh, some, you know, like the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't remember what the numbers were. They were astronomical mm. um, for numbers of, of watchers. In fact, I think some editorials were, this is our only national coming together moment that we have anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's not this. And so uh, we have a really different situation, I, from, certainly from policy side, I think from a business side, just again, from what the uh, editorial said. So th- there's a couple more things about this I think are interesting, but let, let's sort of Let's sort of sort of explain IPI's position on these kinds of retrans things because as I as I suggested earlier, you and I have been through some painful ones <laughs> where where we had friends on both sides. Uh, but our position has always been that a business dispute is a business dispute, and you let the parties work that out. The policy issue here is whether or not government should get involved. That's the policy right, question, right. you know, and that we as policy people, we have little to nothing to say about business disputes. Uh, you, you let those you let them play themselves out. That's what a free market is. Right. You let them play themselves out and you see what happens. That whether or not direct TV does or doesn't carry Newsmax is not a policy question at all. The policy question is. Does government have a role here in forcing or whatever? And of course, our belief has always been no, that government should stay out. Uh, now, but the other thing that I think we should take note of is how many times these retransmission issues have been incidents where prominent, supposedly conservative free market voices have utterly and completely betrayed their principles. That's and right. I can remember Glenn Beck's The Blaze. Mm-hmm was not being carried on one of the major cable systems. I think it may have been Comcast. I'm not sure. But uh, the, the, the cable system had simply decided not to carry the blaze. Right? And so Glenn Beck starts trying to agitate for legislation, for, for laws that would force Comcast to carry the blaze. Right? Meanwhile, the, all of the content on the blaze is skeptical of government power. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? It's right. all critical of government. It's skeptical of government power. But yet when it's in his own business interest to get his business carried on Comcast, oh, well, that is a time for government to use force and compulsion. And, and I'm going to highlight that as another uh, policy area that has always concerned me. And, and yet another reason I'm not a fan of big government when government has the ability to change the destiny of a company, it turns out that the company spend a lot of money investing in changing the right. minds of the destiny maker. Right, exactly. Uh, there's, we have a term for this well, you in start, economics. Yeah, so you, rent you, seeking. yeah, it's rent-seeking, <laughs> and you start to wonder who actually, who actually is the customer. Well, exactly. You know? And I, I, it, and what it does, what it does for the consumer, I mean, it's bad all around. The only mm-hmm. people winning, the only person winning, maybe the executives and maybe the shareholders of that particular company, maybe. Um, but in the meantime, consumers are often deprived of a marketplace full of services or as full of services and products as they otherwise would have. Yeah. Um, and then you have the same legislators who are getting involved. Then they, they uh, decry lack of service and product and they want to do antitrust breakup. Like it, 
all of this ends up feeding itself and it's all towards bigger government, which is perpetuates the problem right. over and over and over. Right. Which is why I think the whole process, I'm always skeptical when I see an executive of a company complaining to government about some other industry. Woe is me. They're, they're putting me down. They're putting me under the thumb. And in this case, it is right on point. You have a conservative CEO of Newsmax who uh, apparently has spoken about, uh, again, yeah. I, like your Glenn Beck example, has spoken about uh, being skeptical of big government. And yet now that it's his company um, at at issue, he wants big government to make his company, I don't know, what required viewing. Right. It, it, it's the same old thing we keep running into that a lot of our friends on the center right claim to believe in limited government unless government unless the system is not delivering their preferred outcome right if the market is not delivering their preferred outcome then they want government to step in and force their preferred outcome yes right you see it over and over and over again rather than being content with what the market delivers you want to come in and use government to force the result that you prefer and so that's what glenn beck was doing with the blaze and that's what chris ruddy is doing with newsmax in fact um Chris Reddy has gone so far as to endorse and support the nomination to the FCC of Gigi Sohn. Now, I don't expect all of our listeners to, to be this deep in the weeds, but there has rarely been as radical a progressive leftist nominated to be a federal communications commissioner as Gigi Sohn. Gigi Sohn would nationalize the Internet she would use government to set price controls. I mean, she would put the government in charge of all communication. It would be run from the top down, again, to accomplish the end results that Gigi Sohn prefers. Okay? So, so Gigi Sohn represents everything that a free market, limited government conservative claims to stand for. But yet, Chris Reddy of Newsmax is endorsing her and supporting her nomination because he thinks that will help to get his channel on direct tv right right again his preferred outcome his own financial interest so none of what we're saying here today is a commentary on whether or not we think newsmax is good or bad whether we think it has value or doesn't have value i've watched newsmax before uh that isn't the point the point here is if we claim to be conservatives if we claim to believe in limited government if we claim to believe in free markets then we should let Business disputes and market disputes happen within the market, and we should not be running like children uh, to the government's skirts, clinging to the government's skirts, crying and saying, he was mean to me, do something about it. And so often this is what we see happening. So the answer to our question, is Newsmax being censored by DirecTV? No, they're not. It's a business dispute. Let it work out. There's a reasonable chance that Newsmax will show up on DirecTV. There's a reasonable chance that they will come to an agreement. There's a chance that they won't. It's a business dispute. It's not a policy question. Keep government out of it. Well, we would invite you to check out our website at IPI.org if you want more peppery, principled, uh, free market analysis of tech policy issues and communica communications policy issues. At our website, you can sign up to receive notices of all of our new podcasts, new content, and upcoming events. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would ask you to give us a favorable review on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also help to sponsor these podcasts by becoming a member of IPI's Giving Society. 
Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time.